following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. sci-fi update i'm your host tony harper i know it's been a while since i last uh got on here and put out a podcast did some rearranging of my room here had a bunch of other excuses but mainly i wasn't as excited as going into this as a solo type podcast as i thought i would be i really wanted this to be something to collaborate with my friends um, have an excuse to have more people over in my house and, you know, do some stuff like that. And didn't realize kind of like what an unfair burden I might've been putting on some of my friends. Um, I know that a lot of people love Dave on here and, and it's not Dave's fault. Dave will come out here and the second I ask him and he'll come out and do another podcast with me. That that's not the problem with Dave. It's just, I feel guilty with, He's got so much of his own stuff on, and he didn't sign up or say he wanted to do the podcast, unlike me. So, this is another refresh. I know it's been about a month since I last put out anything. I put out something on October or August 30th, I'm recording this on October 1st. So, I get it, and I don't mean to disappoint some of my friends, but I'm trying to find something new and different and exciting something to keep me interested if i'm going to do this as a solo person and occasionally having friends on or something like that to do that uh one of my friends suggested that um they really liked when i broke down stuff online so i think we're going to change this up a little bit more and i'm going to kind of analyze some of the science fiction i'm either reading watching or, um, I don't write anything, or, um, have, or playing video games. That was the other thing I was going to do about it. Um, because there's been a lot of changes to, to that stuff. And like I said, I thought science fiction was going to get a rebirth here. Um, it kind of seems to be going on the back burner. I think the economy has a lot to do with this right now. Um, but a lot of, shows stores like stuff like disney plus and stuff like that aren't hitting up the sci-fi as hard as i was hoping they would be it's kind of disappointing me a little bit so i'm hoping that we can get some changes in this uh you should have recognized some new music uh i haven't yet selected the music for this i don't know what it's going to sound like yet but i'm going to record new music to put on the beginning of the podcast and something different at the end um just to change things up. I'm still going to still do news, 
But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do news, and I'm going to add a new segment to the news, uh, Real Science. It sounds like science fiction. I'm going to try to add some of that stuff into there because I really think that that kind of stuff will help me with the breakdowns and and basically help you guys understand where I'm coming from when I'm discussing certain things. Uh, as always, I'm open to anybody who wants to come on out or do this or even record over Skype or um, uh, like Zoom or whatever. We'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to get the recording to come across. I do uh, need to figure out exactly how to do that well because uh, some friends of mine tried to do that on their podcast here recently and the one guy sounded really good because he was using a good microphone. And then he recorded the other guy over his computer. And I don't know if the other guy wasn't using a good microphone or they didn't use the right raw data or how that worked. But it didn't sound, it sounded, he sounded a little robot-y. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but we'll have it figured out here. And I do want them to come on in Skype because... I always post these videos onto YouTube and stuff like that. So I need that video, um, that extra stuff from you guys. I do want to put uh, videos and or, um, pictures back into a lot of my videos and stuff like that. But that is very time consuming. So if it does take a little while sometimes for stuff to come out, it may be because I'm trying to put out a better product. Um, that's again, was a little bit of the... The month-long break here, I was thinking about how I wanted to do things, how to set things up. I rearranged a bunch of stuff, um, and I needed to get myself excited about doing this again. Um, I've been doing this for not quite half a year yet, but, you know, almost four or five months now, and um, just, it, you know, wanted something new, something different. Um, I'm always going to be changing my stuff up and you will probably have a long pause kind of like this in between each time I decide to change something significant in the podcast. Maybe, maybe not. We'll take a look at it and see how that plays out. So uh, science, there's been a lot that has happened in the last month. So much stuff that I've forgotten some of the stuff that uh, has come out. I do know like Disney did D23 I was hoping for a lot more science fiction stuff out of it. Um, even some other stuff like my friends from the anime podcast, they thought they were going to mention some visions Two stuff or some other anime stuff out of there. And zip zero nada. We do get a new, um, Indiana Jones. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I love Indiana Jones. Didn't really consider Indiana Jones too much sci-fi until, um, really before, the one with the aliens, the fourth one. I mean, before that was archaeological, I, I considered it more like historical fiction, um, not really too much science fiction, although archaeology is a form of science, and I don't know why I wasn't thinking of it that way. I liked Indiana Jones as the action movie, and I thought that was great. So hopefully we get back a little bit more with action on it. Hopefully not. Disney has come out and released Andor at this point in time. I have not managed to keep up with all the videos and everything else like that on it. I'm working my through 
way through a bunch of this stuff. I do plan on doing a breakdown of Andor at some point in time, and I do really want to get Dave back on. He's a big Star Star Wars guy. Or my friend Bill, if he'll ever um, decide to come on my show. He's a big Star Wars guy, but a lot of my friends are big Star Wars guys. Um, I try to discuss, you know, Star Wars with these guys that really select that kind of stuff, or like Joe Pfeiffer, who's really into Star Trek, um, just because he likes the, the Trek way of doing things better. And I'm I'm a little bit more of a Trekkie, not completely. I, I do love all kinds and types of science fiction, and we'll get into the that a little bit here with the sci-fi spoof Moonfall. And I have to list it as a sci-fi spoof. Um, like a scary movie for sci-fi. It's the only way this movie makes sense. I find it hilarious if that's the way they did. If they did not do that for that one, uh, we'll break that down here in a little bit. Um, it's a great movie in some respects. This has got some of the worst science in fictional history. Um, but we'll break that down in a little bit. Uh, some other things that came out. Um, I know we lost another actor. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but there were some real interesting things. This almost sounds like science fiction, but it's not. James Earl Jones signs away his voice to have an AI be able to copy it. Uh, Mark Hamill, I believe it's the first one that did uh, sign away a CGI likeness of him and everything else. And from now on, we'll be... CGI sold away the rights to that stuff so the, the companies can now use their voice in Infinium forever. James Earl Jones will always be um, Darth Vader. It will just be an AI doing it. Um, who would have thought there would have been an economy for this? This is insane in some respects for me. It's it's cool in other respects. Like I, I love James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. It's um, so iconic and such the right fit for him. Um, but this is getting insane. Like these, these studios aren't going to have to pay for certain things again. And what happens if they use James Earl Jones's voice for some other character, um, after he's dead in a hundred years, like how does that all work? That these are going to be some insane things to think about. And you almost wish this was science fiction it's really science facts. This is what's happening. Um, some other science, it sounds like science fiction, is some of the scientists were so eager uh, to put out papers and results from the James Webb telescope that when they got that raw data to begin with, they forgot that the thing wasn't even calibrated correctly. So now they got to go back and check all their math all over again to see if it's correct. But, I mean, the the thing i can think of is like a science fiction trope where um sensors weren't properly calibrated for whatever and somehow they missed the alien ship or somehow they missed something else um it really does kind of trip me out with that kind of stuff um i was trying to think if there was anything else on there oh yeah science fiction or science that isn't science fiction in the last week here nasa slammed in um a uh, basically a satellite into uh, a meteor to 
adjust its orbit to see how it works. Can we protect Earth by slamming things into meteors to knock them off course so they don't come into Earth's orbit? Did we just knock something into Earth's orbit by what they did? I don't believe we did that, but um, they still got to crunch the data to see what happened, how it happened, and how well it affected, how well it worked, or how well it didn't work. We still won't know for another week or two um, all the information about that, um, which is I think it's cool. Like, I mean, they... They use the Webb telescope to look at it, to watch it. They use the Hubble telescope to look at it and watch it. Uh, Hubble's still around. I mean, that almost sounds like science fiction right there, too. It's, uh, you know, it was something that was only supposed to last uh, 10 years. That It's now 30 years later. Um, and they're possibly talking about going back up and doing another refueling mission or something like that for the Hubble telescope. Um, it's such a good piece of equipment when we did, we put it together that, we get all this data from it. Uh, they're also talking about refueling the James Webb. Um, so, so long as micrometeorites don't destroy the James Webb telescope, we might be able to use that for far longer than originally planned, too. Um, some other things that have always been out there, you know, that just sound like science fiction, and there's a bunch of things that are science fact but you know uh jupiter's moons could possibly hold life um a couple uh, i do believe they were even saying one of saturn's moons could possibly hold life the likelihood of all these things are fairly small but uh europa's always been the best chance at holding life within our our solar system other than earth here because it has a liquid or water um to it, making it much easier for life. Life really needs water to start off with. It makes it so much easier for life to start without water. It doesn't work properly. Uh, was there anything else in science fiction news I got here? No, I mean, some of the science fiction channels I've been looking at, some of them have um, not had as much stuff pop out recently. Um... And I don't see something like the one site I always go to just really talks about science fiction awards and who's winning what. And I'm not a big, I'm not against science fiction awards. I, I think if I was going to really delve into science fiction and that was all I was going to do, then, um, yeah, I can understand wanting to have that kind of information or, or giving awards for that kind of stuff. And maybe I'll do an award show at some point in time. Um, but I'm not looking at doing that right now. Right now I'm looking at um, just trying to watch some kind of new piece of science fiction between each show and doing a breakdown. Uh, I really do think that will be fun for everybody. It's going to be a lot more fun for me, and that's what I care about right now. Um, if you guys don't like this new format or setup, please let me know. If you guys want to come on, send me an email to scifiupdate at gmail.com. Um, I'm really easy to reach out to. I do have my um, Facebook. I check all the time. Instagram or Twitter. I think I set up those accounts, but I have not used either one of those. I'm not a big Instagram guy. Uh, I wish I kind of was because that's how I know a lot of the um, guys that are just 10 years younger than I use all the time. And I just 
can't follow something else. Like it's, I, when I watch something, like I want to be watching something. I want to be immersed in the moment and I'm not pulling out my phone to look at a bunch of stuff while something on TV just because it got a little boring or I'm kind of paying half paying attention to stuff. And I just don't have time to add all the social medias to what I got going on. So again, I'm still looking for a partner, or if somebody really wanted to take over the sci-fi update, reach out to me. I have no problem with sharing or talking or setting stuff up or just being a guest on on the show that I started here. Um, because I think that's far more interesting to have somebody that really, really loves this. It's not that I don't love science fiction, but uh, I'm into too many things. Like I, I just can't sit still and can't just do the same thing over and over again. Um, and I really like to change things up and do different things. So like I said, as we go through this, you'll get about 10, 15 episodes like this, and I may change it up again. Uh, we'll see how that works. So today's meat and potatoes was going to be Moonfall. I know a little earlier I was talking about life on other planets and other stuff like this. Moonfall was very interesting. So I watched Moonfall in two parts. Um, I actually stopped it about halfway through uh, before we kind of realized exactly what that alien life form was that attack the astronaut type of thing was or what exactly that was i love how they played that off to begin with like i said i really feel that this is like scary movie for sci-fi it's really a sci-fi spoof and it rolls so many tropes all into one um and makes actually a pretty good movie out of it after you realize what's going on with it um, I found it very enjoyable after I did that. Before that, it was actually kind of making me mad. I'm like, oh, my God, really? Really? I think that was the point of it. Like, it, it as it got on, it just kept getting more and more ridiculous to me in a lot of respects. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Oh, this is hilarious. Um, so let's break it down. So first thing we get in there, the first part of the movie is astronauts up in space. And they're up there. They have this, like, debris field that kind of goes through whatever they're working on. And it looks like they're working on the Hubble telescope or something like that. It goes through them, kind of beats them up, and then turns back around and um, kills a bunch of people. Um, It created some kind of EMP wave type of thing, shuts down all the electronics on the on the shuttle and you're not really sure if this is an intelligent debris or what is really going on with this debris. It just kind of looks like a bunch of debris, almost like a liquid, almost like a Terminator thing. So almost immediately I was like, is that intelligent life thing? You know, thinking about how science fiction works and all that kind of stuff. Almost immediately I realized what that was. Um, uh, the two, Other astronauts outside die. The one inside the shuttle gets knocked out, doesn't even see what's going on. That last astronaut who's outside manages to make it back into the shuttle. He happens to be a pilot or whatever, manages to land the shuttle without any electronics or anything else like that. Um, Basically, you know, you don't know what's going on fully, but you could kind of put together a little bit like... um, 
you know, it's getting blamed on him or something like that. He gets kicked out of NASA, and you're not exactly sure why. Like, you can predict in your head there's several things, I think, at that point in time that could have happened. I was thinking either NASA was trying to deny it or um, they just needed a fall guy or the government was trying to deny it or military was trying to deny whatever was going on, and they just put a blanket across everything and told that astronaut, you know, you're basically SOL. Go find something else to do. And you fast forward 10 years, and um, you get to meet their family, his family a little bit. His his son's going to jail for having a high-speed chase. I'm like, cool. Like, these are great little action sequences and all kinds of stuff. And they, they're kind of jumping things together or, you know, just bouncing a bunch of stuff together. Get to meet the uh, the astronaut who was knocked out. She's moved up a little bit in there. And then, um, you know, you get to meet the, the doctor who isn't a doctor. And you can tell he isn't a doctor in there. And she's just claiming to be a doctor who's a little bit of a conspiracy nut who decides that he's going to go in there and he hacks some random um, scientist's um, computer at whatever college they were at. I think they, they they mentioned the college on there. But he basically gets that and he's getting the data on the moon and the moon tracking because as far as he's concerned, it's, it's getting closer to Earth and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it has been for a little bit. And so... He gets all the data. He really crunches the number because he got the raw data by going in there hacking, pretending to be this other um, person. And he definitely finds out that the moon is getting closer. So he decides to do what every you know, good citizen or whatever posts that online. Right? NASA then scrambles military government. I don't know why the government is even involved in this realistically anymore. It's just NASA somehow is running the entire government. Um, having said that, I could kind of see how that works a little bit sometimes too. Um, and basically they, they figure out what's going on. They make a plan to try to fix it. So they send up, um, something to go look at it. It gets, uh, destroyed it's, it's an unmanned probe it goes down into the thing into the moon it's a little hole crater thing that they all of a sudden spot um can't believe nobody else on earth with a telescope because of how close the moon already is didn't spot this hole in the crater it's been around for 10 years and uh whatever's been going on it's been digging down in the middle of the crater the uh, doctor who's not a doctor, some that conspiracy nut guy goes, hey, the moon's a superstructure. And I'm like, what? Like, this just sounds insane at this point in time. All right. Um, he's scrambling around trying to do stuff. He manages to try to get somebody to listen to him or something like that. So he was trying to go to the astronaut who got kicked out, who was having a... Um, like a conference or sorry, like a child's like, Hey, meet an astronaut day at whatever uh, observatory he was at. And it's a pretty famous observatory. They use this in a lot of sci-fi 
stuff. And it's one out in California, but I forget the name of it right now. And I know people are going to be screaming at their computers about it. But, um, you know, he fakes in there. He, he tells all the students. He scares all the students that the moon's coming to get them type of thing. Finds it hilarious. The uh, the astronaut comes into there. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you faking me? Get security all involved. Uh, like I said, at this point in time, I'm starting to realize that this is really a um, scary movie thing. This is about when I start realizing, I'm like, oh, all right, I get this. This is really more or less a comedy. Um, if if you're really into it and you pay attention to it that way, it's a satire of all science fiction stuff. Um, at least that's how I feel. I don't even know how they wrote it up yet. I haven't even read... Um, the synopsis for the movies here, and I'm probably jumping things out of order. It's just because I'm remembering stuff as I'm talking about it. Um, And then after he failed to do that, that's when he posted that stuff online and NASA gets involved and she gets in there and they start bickering back and forth. They send something over there and the head of NASA goes, well, I'm not going to do this anymore here. You're in charge. And that's about when I turned off the movie at this point in time to, to, you know, it's getting late at night, and I'm like, this is just insane. I, I don't have the mental energy to keep going through this movie at this point in time and follow all this other BS that's going on right now at this point in time. Um, it is, like I said, at this point in time, I've already realized it's like scary movie. It has to be, because otherwise, who would put together this trash? This is science fiction trash. But science fiction satire gold. All right. Um, And then I come back in the next day and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for it now. You know, she just took over NASA. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And they're going to launch a mission up to the moon. Um, And and it gets even worse from here. Uh, They're going to launch a mission up to the moon. They're going to stop the military from nuking the heck out of it. Um... Military, I mean, the science in this is all just so bad. Apparently, the military can't nuke the moon until the moon enters the atmosphere. By the time the moon enters the atmosphere, people are fucked anyway. So how does that make science freaking sense? I I just, like, it, uh, anyway. Um, (laughs) Like I said, science... Science fiction satire, it is great, but whoa. Um, so they get going, they get the mission all planned, and all of a sudden one of the engines crap out, and we don't got a spare engine. I mean, we can't launch on two engines. Uh, the, the shuttle was always designed to be able to complete the mission, with just two engines in case one of them crapped out. The third one was always an alternate thing. Like, whoever wrote this didn't understand the science behind why they did a bunch of stuff on it. Um, But now, because the moon's so much closer, now the doctor who's not a doctor goes, hey, we could use gravity assist because now the moon's going to pull us up there closer. Um, That works. Like, that was beautiful. That was perfect. As the moon gets closer, the title and the 
tidal waves going over this. I don't think they went big enough. I really think this would have been closer to Armageddon type of um, tidal waves after the asteroid hit Earth thing. Um, the moon falling apart type of thing and falling into there. Yeah, great. Um, I think that's that, that part of it was science. All right, not like great, but, you know, great little sparkly effects, great little all kinds of stuff like that. Um, 26 kilometers of the outer surface of the moon would literally have destroyed all life on Earth. So, again, whoever decided to do this is, I love you, because this is such insane science stuff that it's hilarious. Once you really try to, like, I can't even break this movie down properly. This is how insane this movie is. It's fucking fabulous. Like, you've got to watch this thing um, for that. And really just think about, like, how would this even work? And re- when you start realizing it doesn't work this way, yet some people are going to go, oh, wow, that's cool. This could work this way. It doesn't work this way, people. Not at all. It's just, oh, it's it's a masterpiece in some respects. Um, then the... Earth, are the moons getting close enough to start removing oxygen from the atmosphere? Ah, Yes, no, it would make the uh, atmosphere thinner as it pulls it out, but it doesn't actually change the composition of the pocket atmosphere. Um, But it would be enough to possibly thin out the air enough that people, animals and stuff like that will die, birds falling out of the sky, yada, 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 get all that kind of stuff. Why we have a bunch of birds in the, the above the tree line in um, Aspen, Colorado? Who the fuck knows? It doesn't make any science fact. Like, like, whatever, whatever. All right. Um, it pulling the air atmosphere so hard that it starts pulling other stuff, and the gravity pulling like large pieces of stuff up into the to the towards the moon. Um, no, that's not how that works either. Cool special effects, but my God, like, who did you talk to about this? Who? Just let me know who. This is, uh, like I said, I love it, but it's insane. It's something I really got to watch again. I almost watched it again before I did this. I just finished this up uh, yesterday. Um, and... It's right before the morning here when I was doing the show. It's it's beautiful, but it's insane. So anyway, they launched a shuttle up, right, with only two working engines and the boosters, and, like, that's perfect. Um, for some reason, even though the gravity assisted getting it up into space a lot easier, now we're still running short on fuel, and we had to stop by Elon Musk's um space station which they kind of gently mentioned in 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 this thing uh to refuel anyway to get closer what like what it, it, that's not how that will work but and anyway it's it's great it's 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 insane but it's great and then <clears throat> we get to the opening in the moon all right and as we get close to there they try to convince the alien to come out and they were going to EMP the alien and um, 
whatever else. And we really get to look at this Terminator 2 liquid alien thingy. Um, and the whole thing is insane. And somebody's cell phone is the reason why the alien's going to attack it now. So it's now... The only reason why it makes sense is you have to have intelligent life at a high enough level with electronics, and then this thing's going to try to wipe you out, right? Like, what? Anyway, we get in there. It doesn't work, right? So now they got to follow the alien inside to the moon. They follow the alien inside the moon, and guess what? It's a superstructure, right? For those of you that don't know what superstructures are, these are large things designed by aliens to um, basically traverse the universe and all that kind of stuff. This is literally Larry Nevin's Ringworld, um, just wrote large. And instead of capturing a star, we put the, um, and just having a ring around it, we, we build a planet around it. We shrink the star down even further. How the fuck does that work? And... We have this tiny star on the inside of the fucking moon that's powering the moon that has this magical ability to adjust its gravity however the fuck it wants. Right? Right? Like, at this point in time, you're going, what? Like, the conspiracy theorists wasn't insane as far as the movie goes, but this, like I said, it's, it's a masterpiece. It really is a masterpiece. And then... We get into there, and the alien attacks it, so then the smart AI on the um, the moon basically captures the humans and saves them from the alien, um, but their ship is practically destroyed, almost dead, so smart AI alien scams them, creates oxygen, yada, yada. Uh, <clears throat> the astronaut, who is a real astronaut, was able to wake up sooner than the other ones. Eh, one of the few possible science truth things that could happen. A lot of people, when they put themselves in high-stress situations, or, or not even that, like NASA does a lot of the selective process so that like, you get yourself up to a bunch of Gs, and then it records how quickly you can recover from being knocked out from all those Gs and that kind of stuff. And they really do select towards people that are able to function quickly or quickly recover from that kind of stuff because you get into a weird tailspin or something like that. You may only have seconds when it slows down to be able to fix it so that you can stop going into this hyper or high gravity situation by having that spin and that kind of stuff. So one of the few science things that's kind of true to it that they probably messed up on, honestly. Um, And then, so he wakes up, he goes in there and... The smart AI basically creates a hollow deck that um, invades his mind type of thing, takes over his mind, acts like the sun, uh, reads all of his memory, knows how to talk to him from reading all of his memory, um, basically explains that uh, the moon was created by our ancestors billions of years ago to get away from a sentient AI that they created that tried to kill them. Um, and them being people that are able to make moons to move through space somehow died 
one sentient AI? Like, what? Again, that's probably not how that's going to work, but what? Um, and then creates Earth using their DNA and that kind of stuff to redo that kind of stuff and using that moon to, to fix Earth, to stabilize our orbit, to convince water to come down on it, to create life down there, and we bother to have a dinosaur era or all the other shit. Like, billions of years, a single cell to create oxygen on Earth or that kind of shit, I get. Like, you, you kind of need a long time. If you're going to terraform something, terraforming a planet is not overnight. Like, there's ways you can speed it up, but um, it's not going to be like that. But, like, it just... Like, you, you, you get to that point, I'm just... I'm like fucking giggling at this point in time. I just can't believe how insane this sounds. Um, it's, it's great. All right. Anyway, so then the AI magically fixes their um, spacecraft, um, improves the EMP bombs, and now will actually fucking work. And... Um, Basically, they got to save the planet, which now at this point in time, the, the moon's crashing practically in the atmosphere, and uh, military isn't launching nuclear weapons because the dude's wife is on there to save Earth magically? Really? Like, really? Whew. All right. Anyway. Um... Sorry, it's just I like I can't get over how beautifully badly written this is. How it and it just makes the story and it actually made it an an alright story at the end. Like oh, you get to save everybody. Like it's great in a lot of respects, but wow, I'm just amazed. Sorry, I I, and I can't get over this this one. Um, so. <clears throat> They come in there, they get back, um, they get the alien to chase it. Well, they can't blow up inside the moon because then it's going to destroy the superstructure and cause the moon to crash into Earth anyway. And, you know, live star inside of Earth, the moon is just going to kill everybody and everything else. Not the 26 kilometers of exterior moons that's hitting the Earth's atmosphere and magically not destroying it. Um, all the way, I mean, you get a lot of cool little boom and boom, but none of the real shock waves, none of the thing like that. Um, maybe, maybe not. It depends upon the speed of stuff, but the moon's traveling at a pretty good clip. Like they just, it, science just fails, fails miserably. It makes me sad. But the story is still phenomenal. Anyway, so they convince the alien to come out of the moon. And instead of the astronaut who's going to give up his life, they, um, the, the doctor who's not a doctor, the, hey, I'm the Tony Harper, I'm going to save her type of person, um, gets it back into this thing to convince the alien because you need life around electronics in order for the alien to attack Gets in there, waits. Anyway, 
basically waits until the right point to hit the trigger on this, and, and you'll see this point in there. If you have not seen this movie yet, you'll be like, R- really? Like, the alien didn't get him at this point in time? But anyway, waits, hits the trigger, boom, boom, everything's back to normal. Earth's out there, whatever. And the AI downloads the doctor who's not a doctor's conscious, who now becomes the moon. Woo! Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, it is gorgeous satire. Gorgeous satire. I am now going to bother to look at IDBM and see what it says about Moonfall. Why can I not find my mouse? Here's my mouse. Let's go look at Moonfall. And see what it actually says about the synopsis of this thing. All right. IMDb says a mysterious force knocks it out from Earth. You don't know. I want a real. Oh, even IDVM is like, I don't know what it is. All right. There's a storyline here. Uh, but it doesn't say like this is satire or anything else. Uh. here's a user review so you want to enjoy this movie disable your brain for a few hours and let it all happen if you do that you might have a good two hours like i did yes that's literally what i had to do too yes popcorn sci it's popcorn sci-fi and sometimes it's good to watch movies like this the special effects are awesome and it is spectacular no you'll never get an oscar for winning this or an oscar for acting or the original script or whatever that's that's a deep in this movie. But, hey, I had fun. My score is 6.7. Um, all right. So let me give you my score out of this. Like, what, really, out of a 10, um, for enjoyment purposes, 9. For science purposes, negative 1. For... Um, Overall script, acting, all the rest of the bullshit for the movie, I probably would put it around a 6 to a 7. It's really not that badly acted. It's not that greatly acted. It's, uh, you know, it's a good movie. It's it's good for a lot of this stuff. And like I said, I can't believe that nobody said that this is satire or anything like this. It's based on a book. Uh, it's based on a short story by Who Built the Moon by Christopher Knight and Alan Butler. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I just don't get. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, it's just like I said, the science behind this is atrocious. Um but the rest of it, 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 it's funny. So who's in it? Um, John Bradley plays Dr. Houseman. Uh, Brian, or sorry, Patrick Wilson plays Brian Harper. Haley Bailey, Haley Berry um, plays Josienda Fowler. She's the scientist, the original thing. I didn't even realize that was Haley Berry to begin with. Um. And the rest of the actors in there, you can see, like I said, it it's the acting itself wasn't horrible, but it wasn't Oscar winning. Um, 
and really do enjoy this, you have to take it as sci-fi sat- satire. If you do not, you will be very frustrated and almost turn off the movie in five to ten minutes. Because that's what I just about did. I just about turned it off. And after a few more minutes of giving it some more time, I was like, oh, all right, this is sci-fi satire. All right, so this is going to be kind of the new format going forward. I do plan to do a little bit more research in the news and other stuff to begin with. I did attempt to record a couple episodes, um, but they were trash, and I'm going to throw them out. Um, So those will never be heard. I got 15 minutes into one and five minutes into the other, and I'm like, ugh. I didn't like either one of them or how they were going. So this one was a lot more fun to do. This is a lot more enjoyable for me to do. So this will be the format going forward. Um, There are a bunch of things I'm watching that could make it into the list for next week. Um, I am still going to try to do it next week, um, but I may not do it. It all depends. Um, there is one I have completed, so that may happen next week. It gives me a little bit more time. So I'm thinking maybe next week we'll cover, um, Edge Runners. Um, Edge Runner is, uh, a Cyberpunk 77, um, anime based off of the, the game of Cyberpunk 77. It has caused a lot of, um, Rebound on Cyberpunk 77, and actually I plan to play that game again a little bit because I did buy that game, um, figuring I would enjoy it, and there were so much problems launch. Like, I got an hour and a half in, it crashed, and I'm like, I'm done with this, and started reading about all the other crashes and everything else going on. I'm like, and then I never really did pick it back up again. But I do plan on picking it back up before that episode next week. Uh, I'll let you know if the game got any better. Hopefully I'll play that for a couple hours prior to playing it. And we'll cover the that anime. At some point in time, my friends at Anime Made Me Do It and I are going to do a joint podcast thing. It'll be done over Skype. Um, uh, we'll record it and probably put it out as one show for both of us. Um, that's what I'm thinking about doing. I don't know what they're thinking about doing yet. Uh, so we'll we'll talk to them because I, I don't really want to do two different shows when you sit here and doing this. And actually, as you guys have noticed, the, this show has gone on a little bit longer. Uh, the solo episodes I've been trying to keep to about a half an hour or a little bit more. If I do these breakdowns like that, I might be able to get an hour or more content out of it. Um, I really want to shoot for an hour of content for you guys. Um, as always, please like, share. Comment, subscribe, let me know how I'm doing. Um, Kevin is is one of the guys that uh, listens to me a lot. He's giving me some feedback, and um, he's part of the reason why we're doing this new format. So let me know what you guys think. Um, tell me if I should keep going on this format or not. Um, and basically at this point in time, peace out. Hopefully you enjoy the new music. Later.